0: hello everyone today there will be a podcast my name Mm. is albie we make success happen podcast my name is matt Callanan. i'm a former international dj and musician turned filmmaker with we make film Mm. happen and founder of the kindness project we make good Happen. 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 happen so when we recorded a couple of weeks ago You hadn't made this public.
1: No, I hadn't gone public with it because I was scared. Why were you scared? Because it's a level up, isn't it? We all get scared when we level up. So yeah, I don't know, do you want to do the reveal? (laughs) Because I'm still a bit scared. (laughs) Why are you scared? This is the We Make Chose
0: Happen podcast. Coming up on today's episode is Andrea Callanan, who is an international speaker, coach and author, and she's my wife. This is part two of the interview. So if you haven't gone back, do go back to part one and have a listen because she gives some invaluable advice on how to have a successful 2020. This is part two.
1: This is the We Make Success Happen podcast with Matt Callanan.
0: Is there a simple exercise that people can use to find out what they actually desire? Cause there might be lots of people just are quite vague about it or may not actually know what yeah, they actually want. Yeah, that's a good
1: want. point, isn't it? So
0: is there like a sort of
1: I'll calm
0: you, visualization or something like that? But Yeah, there's loads of stuff
1: that you can do, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you what I do with my clients, shall I? Hmm. And I just take them through a process and we've got a whole module on desire. And what I'll do is I'll, cause often, often when you ask people what they want, they'll say, I don't know. That's a very classic answer. So you're right actually to flag that. So, I will say to people, what do you want? And they'll say, I don't know. Some people will know and some people won't. The people that don't know, I'll just break it down into something that's really tangible. So we'll start off with money. Money's an obvious one. How much money you earn in this month? Two grand, three grand, thousand pound, nothing, five thousand pound, whatever it is. How much do you want to earn? And they might go, 10 grand, they might say. And I'll be like, okay, why do you want to earn 10 grand? And they won't know. So that's not good enough. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they will know. And sometimes that's it, we're done. But oftentimes they'll I'll say, What do you want? And they might say something like, I don't know. And I'll say, Well, what's challenging you right now? So, in order to find out what you want, sometimes the easiest way is to find out what you don't want and then flip it. Yeah, okay, that's good. Some that's a really easy way to do it. I I don't love doing it that way because then you're focusing on the negative, but you know, that is really at least it's out of the way though, I guess. And you can give yourself a container of time where you go, I got half an hour and I'm gonna like speed right, or I'm gonna have a conversation with somebody. Or I'm going to have a little, I'll call it a mind map then, where you blat down everything out of your head in a really, really quick space of time. And you can do it that way. What I think, if, if you know what you don't want, that's a really good way to start. So if you think about what's challenging you, often what's challenging people, like for me, it's always freedom. It's freedom of time. Most definitely. Time is my most precious resource. I don't feel ever like I have enough time, even though I have exactly the amount, same amount of time as everybody else but I pack my life. I'm really busy and dynamic. So I've always been like that since I was 12. So it's a modus operandi that I share. And do you know what? Most of the entrepreneurs that I know are like that too. So in order for me to have more time freedom, actually what I need to do is make more money or change my lifestyle and change my choices. Well, I don't want to change my choices and my lifestyle. So the only one left is making more money. So if I make some more money, that means I can buy some time because it means that I can outsource the stuff that I shouldn't be doing, which means it gives me more time, which means that I can have more time with my young son, means I can have more time with you, means that when I go away, because I travel away a lot and I work away so much, it means I don't feel guilty when I go away because I can organize myself better because I can buy help. I can buy the, the appropriate support that I need. Maybe one of the other things that I need is, Help to be organized, for instance. Because that's another thing. Because often we don't know what we want because we're so confused. We know what we might know where the end goal, but we've got no idea how to get there. So I guess, and this comes back into the intentions, one of the things is to is to use the law of attraction, to vision and to understand that it is a physical law and it's real and you're using it, whether you subscribe to it or not. So trust that if you set that intention and if you start taking action in the right direction. That it will come your way and it will happen.
0: So, are we actually talking about literally writing down what you desire on a piece of paper, or there's
1: a number of ways you can do it, right? So, if you write something down, you are 20% more likely to achieve it. If you are able to see it, either through a vision board or through a film or through camp, you know, pictures, or some people have a power and I, I know that if you read Success Magazine and you looked at the top 10 modules that are in there, the top 10 magnates who are like the you know the top 10 billionaires in the world or whatever, I can guarantee that every single one of them will have some kind of a daily routine or a morning routine where they are looking at what they're achieving and they've got their eyes on the prize. Very masculine, but the other way you look at it is exactly the same thing, but you're just visioning and you're training your brain. And there's, there's an essential part with that. And that is actually, we've talked about daily routine and this is a good thing for 2020 because lots of people don't have daily routines in. Lots of people don't even know what a daily routine is. Some people are doing daily routines without even realizing it. But this is an essential part, I think, of getting what you want. And that is to make sure that you're in the right state.
0: Yeah. What's a good daily routine then?
1: So I've got a daily routine that I use, which everybody laughs. At. I've actually just given it out as a um, as a lead magnet, as a freebie from on one of my masterclasses, when I'm in masterclass bonuses. And I was very scared about giving it out. And what was it? Because well, I just felt really stupid, but I did it. And I've done it the past two masterclasses now. And they've loved it. So, you know, that's great. So what I've done...
0: Was it step one? Look at Matt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what I've done is I'm so embarrassed to talk about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. But I'm being vulnerable, man. Anyway, so... I created a G drive and in the folder I've put in there, so I've got two principles that I use, which I teach for for daily routine. One is a morning routine, one is an evening routine. So I've put my principles in there and then I've put in the daily meditations off YouTube, which is basically Bob Proctor, the abundance meditation, which I think every entrepreneur knows and has listened to on we repeat Bob. for some time. We love Uncle Bob. Bob Proctor's abundance meditation. And I've also got another amazing one, which is today's the day. Um, Abraham Hicks. There we go. So I've got those two meditations. Then I've also got meditations that I've created for people. I've got a transition meditation and a self-worth meditation there. And then I've got my power play song list in there. And that's the bit that I cringe about, right? So what I've got is every- Is it loads
0: of Disney tunes or something? No, it's
1: not Disney. You know it's not <laughs> Disney tunes. So I've got on there. I'll tell you what's on there and it'll soften you up right now. Because it's all stuff to do with you, really. So I've got in there my...
0: Is it our wedding playlist or something? So there's, there's a wedding
1: song in there. So I've yeah. got in there my my morning routine songs. And it's the stuff I dance around the kitchen to with Albie. So you've seen us dancing around plenty of times. And I play that song list. I reckon I play it about five or six times a day. So I play it in the morning because I'm always tired in the morning, as you know. I'm not very nice in the morning. So I have to change my state in the morning. And... I think with everything that I hold throughout the day and the amount of people that I serve throughout the day, I have to continually change my state. Because otherwise my energy my energy levels just aren't there. And I know that if I'm serving people, I've got responsibilities to show up in the right way. So on the in the playlist is it starts off with Calvin Harris Giant. And then I've got Golden by Jill Scott, which is my ultimate all-time power song. And then I've got thinking of you, Sister Sledge, which is our wedding's dance song. And then after Sister Sledge, There's um, Lizzo Juice. And I tell you why I've got that. That's a new edition. Because in there, there's a line and she says, if I'm shiny, everybody's going to shine. And I love it. And it's my new mantra. So I've been saying it over and over and over again to myself. If I'm shiny, I give her the permission to shine.
0: So you use these... Tracks the music to get you into a certain state. Oh
1: yeah, and it's life changing. It changes me in a And there's so there's loads of stuff I do to change state. Like you know, we are changing state people. That's what we teach largely and in inspire me. So much of us do a change state, right? So you change state with music. You change state with movement. You change state with exercise. You change state with nutrition. You change state with with hydration. You've got to change state, right? And one of the ways in which I change state is by visioning and by affirmations and gratitude and gratitude. I start with gratitude every single morning. So before my eyes even open, when I lie there, usually when either you're making a noise or Albie's just come in or something along those lines, I will be Sat there going, I'm so grateful for Matt. I'm so grateful for my bed. I'm so grateful for Albie. I'm so grateful for Cole. I'm so grateful for my business. I'm so grateful, and whatever clients I've got, I'm meeting that day. I'll be I'm I'm grateful for those. Whatever meetings I've got, I'll literally be running through. I call it gratitude rampage. For someone who
0: doesn't do gratitude, who might be listening,
1: why is it effective, and why should they do it? So it, it kind of it goes into. Often we are either asleep, or we're in a space of either victim or perpetrator. So this is like psychological, it's like therapy talk, right, really. But basically if we're in child state and victim, then we are in poor me mode. Everything's wrong. That's where we'll be, where we'll be like, I can't, I'm so tired. I'm not very well, whatever it is, whatever. If we're in perpetrator, it'll be because we're blaming everybody and everything else for why we're where we are. I can't take, I can't go out for a run today because it's raining. I can't do this because of X, Y, Z. I can't do this because I'm skinned. I can't do this because I'm in debt. I can't do this because so-and-so is not buying. I can't do this. I can't pay my bills because that company hasn't paid me. That's a common one with entrepreneurs, small businesses, right? That's perpetrator mode and it's part of victim, right? So what you do to step out of that is to realise that actually everything's okay. There are some times when everything's not okay and I'm not one minute suggesting that you pretend that everything's okay when it's not, but it's to do with how you look at something. So it's to do with this positive psychology method, right? So it's to do with whether you look at something where you've got a glass half full or whether you've got a broken beaker that's leaking (laughs) that you found on the beach, (laughs) right? And everything in between. And so gratitude for me is really good at shifting people from being in a place of, I can't I won't, I haven't got enough money, time, love, expertise, whatever it is, to, my goodness, look what I have got. And people get, like, when I do this in corporate, it's really interesting because I talk about gratitude in corporate. You can imagine that goes down. Sometimes it goes down like a lead balloon, right? And it's often with the middle managers that they're just like, "Mm." because they are stuck between not quite earning enough money, but they still earn more money than most of the population. But because of their lifestyle choices, they don't feel like they've got enough. And they're climbing and resentful of the people above them, right? So it's really interesting to to work with those types of people. And when I talk about gratitude, you know, they'll get eye rolling and I'll have people saying, oh, whatever, you know. And then I'll say to them stuff like, it's really interesting in Cardiff at the moment, I know this is something you do a lot of work with, but I'll say to them something like, but you're not living in a tent around the street, right? Because one of the primaries will be, I can't afford to live on my own or I can't afford to buy a house. That's often what what that kind of band of people will say. And I'll be like, but you're not in a tent around the corner. It's a massive ready reckoner. And suddenly you'll see it, the penny will drop and they'll just be like, no, I'm not. And then they'll start to realize what they have got. And so when you start looking at what you have got and you start looking at who you are and what you have achieved and, you know, all of the, all of that, the have the have gots instead of the have nots, it changes, it changes the game completely. And there's another, you know, I always talk about fridges. Only because we had a fridge that was broken for ages that was 20 years old that I was refusing to replace, which was just replaced. But, you know, I used to talk about the fridge. I used to use it as an example. And I'd say, I hate my fridge freezer. It's 18 years old. The freezer is broken. The door doesn't close properly. I hate it. It's gone past the point of salvage. You know, we're starting to get that black mold in it. You can't clean it. I hate it. And then I'd say, you know what? I've got a fridge. And 80% of the world don't have a fridge. Because I start talking about the fridge, and they go, "I know, I've got a crappy fridge like that." And they'd all start talking about that, and you know, Debbie Downers all start moaning together, right? And then you change it, and you go, "Yeah, but look, I got one though. Check me out. I only just got a fridge or a fridge freezer." And suddenly, but you, it's interesting. Like you see people, it's just about shifting the access just a tiny bit, and when you can do that, the chemistry in your body changes. And so, when the chemistry in your body changes. It becomes more possible because you look at things from a different angle. So I think when you're looking at setting intentions and you're looking at what's possible for you in 2020, I think start with what you want. Have a really big think about what you want. If you don't know what you want, do some work on it. Think about what you don't want. Think about what you want to change. Think about what you want to keep and think about what you want to expand. That's a really lovely thing to look at, right? So look at what you want to expand or maybe you want to create something new and maybe you know what you want to create. So write it down, create a picture, draw a picture if you want to print something off the internet, whatever it is to make your eyes go there. Then get something that makes you feel so excited. You feel like you're going to burst when you look at that picture and you probably need to attach it to a piece of music, I would say. Or what what I say to some people is to get pictures of their loved ones. So it might be pictures of their babies or pictures of their other halves or their pets, often it's their pets, right? So dogs often feature quite highly in this. You get a picture of something that you love and you attach the association of what you'll be able to provide for those people that you care about or the dog, oddly, Uh, if you manage to achieve, create, execute, whatever it is, word you want to use, this particular thing. And that usually means that your momentum is more powerful than your fear. And that's really the place you want to get into. You want to get into your dream, your vision, your baby, whatever it is that you're creating, being so compelling and so exciting and feeling so amazing. Like I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I don't know what I'm thinking about, but I'm getting excited about it. It's got to be so compelling that it crushes your fear. Fear doesn't even come into it. And by the way, the other thing is about your relationship with fear, because fear isn't a negative thing. Fear is just an emotion that's trying to communicate to us and keep us safe. That's all it is. So as soon as you get compelled and you've got this destination that you're going towards and you can see that it could happen in 12 months or in three months or in six months. Because the other thing I was going to say about the 2020 intentions is, you know, do bite-sized chunks as well. If you're somebody that gets overwhelmed by big tasks, you've got to break it down into bite-sized chunks and just go slowly, slowly, softly monkey and you'll still get there. You know, I always say it's, it's like that headlights piece, isn't it? When it's in the dark and you're driving along country road and you can't put your beams on or whatever, you can only see a metre and a half in front of the car, but that doesn't stop you on your journey. You still keep going. So, you know, the bite-sized chunks is really important. So yeah, get so excited about what you want to create, so excited about your success that you're creating, that your fear is just part of the journey because you're always going to feel fear. You're always going to feel like an imposter to some degree. If you do something new because you're doing something new. So you don't necessarily have the skill set or the experience behind you that you would have had if you were doing what you've always done. And the only way I think that you can create any type of success in your life, be it financial, relational, health, you know, which, whatever spectrum you look at, the only way is if you get out of your own way and you leap and you level up, which means that fear is part of that process. What
0: does success mean to you then?
1: I think the biggest. Hmm. success means different things to me depending on what circumstance I'm in is the honest answer Mm. the biggest driver of success for me is to do with personal peace and that's because I've suffered anxiety and I've suffered depression and I've suffered quite a bit of trauma in my lifetime and I know what it's like to not feel at peace so I think peace needs to be the bottom line and there are sometimes regularly, especially with business and small business, where you're not at peace. So I think, you know, that's why I've changed, I think, a lot of the way that I approach things. So peace is really important. Like not feeling like you have that drone of fear going on. I can't, I don't function very well. I can't function with it. I'm rubbish of functioning like that. So I'm really good at verbalizing it and changing state. Um, happiness, which is a really interesting thing because I never even used to relate to happiness. For the the largest part of my life, I thought happiness was transitory. I thought it was a feeling that you feel. I didn't believe in a state of happiness. I believed in a state of contentment, but I didn't believe in a state of happiness. And all the semantics around happiness is really interesting. Now I'm firmly in the happiness camp, but that doesn't mean that I need to be Mary Poppins every day. That's not true happiness. So happiness is actually a state of how you approach things. And it's, it is wrapped up with contentness and, and wrapped up with acceptance and all of those things. So and, and doing stuff that, that really, really makes your heart sing. So happiness and peace is a big success. My relationships are, I would say, my health should be the most important thing in my life. But actually, my relationships are, if I'm brutally honest. I want my health to be the most important thing in my life. It's a second to my relationships. So my relationship with you, my relationship with the kids. My relationship with myself, and my relationship with my family and friends, even though I feel like I'm a really poor friend sometimes because I don't, I don't create enough space to be able to see the people that I want to enough socially. I'm changing that actually. I'm, I'm doing quite a lot of work on that at the moment. Those relationships to me, I know, especially I'm very lucky to have a lot of lifelong friendships. You know, I've got a lot of historical friendships. And so it's important for me to be able to nurture those. So relationships, successful relationships. I'm not very good with discord and disharmony. Um, I don't function very well. Again, you know, I'm very much green and red in my kind of color spectrum, which means green is all about harmony and keeping everybody, you know, with fairness and, and keeping everybody good. You know, everybody just needs to be good. So that's really important. Financially, I've made friends with money over the past like five years. My money mindset has dramatically changed. And I feel, I feel a bit awkward talking about this, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So knowing that I now have the capacity to create wealth is something that's really important to me. I never thought it was important and it was highlighted to me actually when I was on a mastermind retreat about months ago, that security is something that's really important to me. Mainly because I've never really had it. So like security now that I'm building that is something that is important It's important for me to build a financial legacy for the kids and to build a financial legacy for when I'm older, when we're older, when I'm older. Also, I'm not going to lie, I love getting excited now about my environment and where I could live. I've lived in the same house for 20 years. I love my house, but it's time for us to have a property which has got some land. I want an orchard. I want a retreat venue. You know, there's so many things that I want. I want some space. And you you can't do that unless you're, unless you win the lottery, unless you build it yourself. But either way, you still got to have some resource to be able to do it. So like financially, I've got some interesting goals, which I never used to have before. Also with the businesses it's really interesting because I guess I've been, I've been a small business owner for such a long time. And to some degree, a lot, a lot of the time those businesses have been lifestyle businesses and I'm a great advocate of lifestyle businesses. I think they're amazing but it's meant that I've never really thought bigger than I need to pay my bills. And so in the past like five years, really, that's really changed to me wanting to build profit and wanting to build some kind of financial legacy for my team, for myself and for the future. So you, you know that one of my biggest drivers is a giving, like one of the things I really want to do is have a foundation, really, really want to have a foundation. I do a huge amount of giving as it is but I'd like to be able to gift stuff through Inspire Me or through people who, you know, who need a helping hand. So many people helped me when I was growing up. I had so many music teachers who were just amazing, gave me their time and used to, you know, one of them used to lie about the hours that she taught me so that I didn't have to pay for it so that she got paid elsewhere. And I'm not an advocate of that, but I just think it's amazing that she she saw something in me where she was like, this girl's got potential and I'm gonna give something to her. And I do the same thing in my coaching and my teaching practice, but I'd like to be able to do it across my income streams. And I'd like to be able to do it on a larger scale. So that again is a financial goal. I would have a measure of success if I knew that I was able to do that. I would feel like I'd landed. Physically and materialistically, I really want either a hybrid or a really cool electric car. <laughs> like I really want a red Merck, right? But the Mercs have only just released their electric cars. And I know the technology is not going to be good enough. So now. I have to look at Elon Musk and I have to look at those cars and I have to be like, okay, that's going to cost me 80 grand. Well, in order for me to justify spending 80 grand on a car, because I'm like a 700 quid from eBay girl, you know, from Gumtree girl, I've got to make sure that, and I'm not, I know you're you're looking at me going in language, right? So I'm not, but that's previously- No, I was just
0: thinking if Tesla comes in red.
1: I don't know whether it does. I'm sure sure it does, but it's just like, but you know, I just think, (laughs) I used to just want a Merc and I've had a picture of a Merc on my vision board for a really long time. I could have a Merc now if I wanted to, I just choose not to spend that money on a Merc. I think there's more important things to spend it on the car. A car's not really my driver, but but I think it's really important to have something that makes you feel amazing and know that it's okay. Give yourself permission to either drive something or live somewhere or have something. Now I'm a bit more conscious. And so now I want an electric car. So, my, my big investment in a car will be a car that's electric, but I just want to make sure that, you know, that's a measure of success for me because I'm going to need to earn the resource to do it. Again, you know, so, so many of the things come back to just having the ability to do it. And whichever way you wrap it up, then that comes down to money. So, it's not necessarily that money is the focus, but what I can do with the money is. So, there's a level of success there. Health wise, and I guess that's the biggest one for me, I guess. I've had some scares over the past five years with family members, young and old, where we've nearly lost them for whatever reasons and health. And because I suffer from adrenal fatigue, as you know, I had my first adrenal fatigue crash about seven years ago, six years ago. So health is on the agenda. You know, I was recently in an article with Dave Asprey. I go to the Upgrade Labs when I'm in LA and I do some biohacking stuff. We look at, um, you know, diet and nutrition and supplements and hydration and all that stuff. And I think that making sure that I can do the best that I can to still be here in 20, 30, 40 years time, 50 years' time, 60 years' time, whatever, I think um I think that's a that's an amazing thing to do too. Because if I'm gone I can't do anything any of those things, can I? I won't be able to help anybody. So yeah, so I think success health wise would be that I'm the best version of myself that I can be in terms of health. The We Make Success Happen podcast
0: is kindly brought to you by We Make Film Happen. We've filmed everyone from Richard Branson to George Clooney. We filmed bands on top of igloos through to filming adventurers going up active volcanoes. So if you want an amazing message through video, give me a shout. I'm on hello at we wemakefilmhappen.com. And if you mention this podcast when you contact me, I will give you a special cheeky discount when we work together. Hooray. So we're recording an extra special segment. So when we recorded a couple of weeks ago, you hadn't made this public.
1: No, I hadn't gone public with it because I was scared. Why were you scared? Because it's a level up, isn't it? We all get scared when we level up. It's massive news, isn't it? Well, Yeah, it was exciting for us all as a family, I think. Not even just for me. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to do the reveal? Because <laughs> I'm still a bit scared. <laughs> Why are you scared? It's it's your your youth.
0: Well, I think it's funny, from a personal point of view, I've had this on my vision board yeah, me too. for the last couple of years. And I'd been filming with people that had been there.
1: And you've been filming with the man himself. Yeah.
0: So I was thinking, right, okay, the gap is closing from you know, what's on my vision board to actually go in there myself. And I didn't think it would actually come from you.
1: Oh, thanks very much. But no,
0: it was was the blinding obvious. And actually, you know, I was looking at all these other kind of American millionaires and entrepreneurs that I'd been filming with. And I thought that connection might come that way. And actually, it was much closer to home.
1: Because your wife is a superstar. You are <laughs> right. Come on, then tell everyone. So we're going to Necker Island. I was invited to apply back in September.
0: As in Richard Branson's.
1: As Necker. in Richard Branson's Necker Island. So something that's been happening with Necker Island recently, I don't know. In the past, maybe four years or so, three years, I think, actually is there have been increasing masterminds, business masterminds. And I think this came from the fact that people like the Obamas and Oprah Winfrey and, you know, there's there's so many people that go there to use it for strategy. So they go there to kind of work out their next steps. I could be making this up, but my impression is that business people have capitalised on it. Entrepreneurs have capitalised on that. And because, you know, because of the, the island, because of the... Um, amazing association with business and with entrepreneurship and even the story of how richard branson acquired the island is quite amazing like if you've read his losing my virginity book he talks about how he got the island yeah i think it's it was really for about 180000 pounds it's bonkers it's really and he talks about how he hustles the bank and all this type of stuff anyway so these these business masterminds have been happening and there's one particular one which is for women which is with the collective that's the name of the mastermind that I'm in. As you know, I'm in a number of high-level female entrepreneur masterminds, one of which is called the Collective. So I was invited to join the collective by founder of the collective, who's an amazing lady called Natalie McNeil. Please look her up and follow her. She's phenomenal. She's an amazing woman in the um in the world of film. She's a phenomenal philanthropic entrepreneur. So she's friends with Richard Branson. And three years ago, she set up the very first collective which was the mastermind in Necker. and my coach nick pigeon was invited to go because she's a good friend of natalie's and collectively these women raised 300,000 dollars for virgin unite and so the whole idea of it is that it's women who are supporting and holding up other women that's that's one of the main themes of it which i love it's completely at my street and basically through virgin unite Virgin United has got a huge presence in third world countries where they are lifting up women to be self-employed, where they do loan schemes so that they can get their first sewing machines, that type of thing. It goes into a much more meaningful realm of protecting young girls from FGM and from childhood rape and things like this. You know, it's really very important, the work that they do, Natalie is key with this and the collective is key with this. And so when I was in in LA in September and I was on a mastermind, there were a few of us that were invited. You have to fit a certain criteria to be invited. You also have to be aligned. So there were a number of women from the UK actually who were in the collective who were invited, who were going. We're lucky enough that with the collective, apparently there are like five spouse places. I was asked to apply. I filled out the application form, got through kind of sat on it for a bit because I was too scared to book the call to actually sort it out, which is mad, isn't it? It's all imposter syndrome stuff, right? Yeah, why were you scared? Let's... I think because my career has changed quite exponentially over the last five years, you know, and it, it's fast. The growth is really quick. And sometimes, you know, as a mindset coach, we don't always catch up with where we actually are because we're often either striving to get to somewhere in the future or we're still living in the past. And we still identify with who we were rather than who we are in the present. And that, you know, can be true of, of positive things and negative things. You know, sometimes we're in denial and sometimes we're just in fear and it's big leap stuff. You know, the book, big leap by Gay Hendricks is classic big leap stuff. So yeah. So I just sat on it for a bit (laughs) and then I had an email from Natalie saying, are you going to book your call? And I was like, "Mm, yeah, okay then. So I booked the call. Mm. Great. Amazing call. And while I was on the call, I was speaking to her about the spouse places because I wanted you to come, obviously, because I knew that you would lose your, SHID if you could come with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, "Right, going to make it happen." And if you remember, I don't know whether you do remember, but you weren't very well, and you were actually napping, in the living room when I was on the call. <laughs> you won't remember this, but you weren't very well. And kind you, of flu. You thing. were. You had man flu, and you were like, you weren't interested, and I was full of beans when I came off the call because I was like um guess what we're going to Necker Island and you, you just woke it up and you were just like oh yeah that's great and I was like what hang on a minute did you just hear that anyway it took you a day to come around and then get excited about it but what's really cool and I'm really excited about this is I am really excited about it I know it. you are now I obviously wasn't caught that. up <laughs> but it's like everything you're a reflector when you catch up more about this in our later (laughs) podcast for 2020 anyway what's really cool for me is I get to take the kids so one of my things about everything that I've done especially since I've been a single parent I became a single parent about 15 years ago something like that one of the things for me which has been one of my biggest drivers has been especially for Cole and anybody who's listening to this who has got children where you've gone through a breakup and you're the parents or similarly if you are the child of a a breakup you'll know what I'm talking about so I was determined that through that turmoil and through that trauma that he went through as a small boy that I was going to show him that he could do and be and have whatever he wants despite what he'd been through and the pain that he'd been through and he did it was very very traumatic for him as it is for most kids and so I was talking to Natalie and they're really keen in NECA to get children there. Apparently Richard loves children and they've got children in their family, but not a lot of people bring their kids there. You know, it's not, it's high end. So it's not necessarily, it's set up as a resort, but it's not necessarily a resort that you would take your kids to because most people are going there because they're business people and they're entrepreneurs, to my knowledge. So anyway, Nasty's talking to me, she's like, they've got it all set up for kids and there's these amazing turtle runs and they can go and do this, that and the other. She's getting really excited about us taking Albie. And I don't think she realised that I had an older son. So I just kind of said to her, well, I've got an older boy as well. And she's, and you, I've managed to, to get the whole family to go, which I'm really, really pleased about. So the whole family are going, Cole, who normally doesn't come on holiday to anywhere with us in the sun because he wants to just have his head in a computer or you know whatever he's like almost like a vampire even though he's not he's really excited because he's in university studying to be a therapist he's seen what i've done in the coaching world and he wants to do a blend which i think is phenomenal and he knows that he can pick up so much about hanging around all of these coaches and all of these you know amazing people so i'm stoked about that that's amazing it's going to be amazing for us as a family just to spend time together. Cole's on the proviso that he's coming because he's doing childcare as well Hmm. so that you and I can do the masterminds. I'm really, really looking forward to sharing the mastermind space with you because usually it's me on my own, you know, somewhere across the other side of the world. And I think that because we do talk about business quite a lot, you know, we are both entrepreneurs we've both got businesses I know you don't like the word entrepreneur but we are and it's interesting that blend is is quite I only know a few other couples where they're both entrepreneurs mm. and where they've got the wavelength where they can talk about each other's businesses without competition this is one of the things that I know because of the work that I do obviously with so many of the women that I work with is there are power plays a lot in in relationships. And with you and I, because it's so easy for us to talk about and get excited about business and about projects and innovation and how we're going to help people and, you know, all this stuff, you know, it's so cool to be able to share something like that with you in an amazing place. I've never been to the Caribbean. The the thought of even going somewhere like that for me is like, uh, it's like, it's really, really exciting. So then the fact that we're doing it as a family is just lush. It's an absolute, billy bonus for me. It's great. So what's going
0: to happen on... The island on Necker Island. I have no idea. Oh, really? We'll have
1: to Well, what have you been told? No, no. So I know what's happening. So basically, I am. We are going to be. Well, I am going to be. You're going to be filming it, aren't I'm you? I'm going to be doing <coughs> a bit of
0: filming, and I'll be doing some podcasts
1: while I'm out there as well. Yeah, so which would um, be great. We go to Scrub Island to begin with for the weekend before, which apparently is an island that's next to Necker. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that there was an island called Scrub Island, but we're going there first, and then we t- we go by boat to Necker. And then we're in Necker for I think it's five days, and there will be general masterminds which I'll be go- I'll be doing with the collective, and then there will be one mastermind day and evening meal and party with Sir Richard Branson. We'll see what happens with that. It's going to be cool. And the kids, you know, they get to be involved in parts of it, and then you know, there's there's it's all set up so that we we can relax basically because that's the thing I was thinking: should we just go on our own? <gasps> Shock horror. But we're not going to go in our own. We're going to go with the kids because it's going to be great. Yeah, I don't really know much more about it other than that. I'm sure it'll be amazing, though. I know people who've been on the collective previously, and they've it's a different way of doing masterminds. So they pair you up with people who can really learn from and share practice from. It's cool. It's a cool mastermind. So I'm, it's going to be transformational for the business, and I have a feeling it may be transformational for us too. So we'd better get fit.
0: <laughs> and you might be sitting next to evening yeah more. well that's
1: a little rumor that I've been told I was promised that but whether that happens or not so basically what I was told is that because of our backgrounds in the music industry and on my application I talked about how when I was on maternity leave with Cole um, the first biography that I ever read was losing my virginity because I knew that I was going to start my businesses back then it was all in the music industry but I knew that I wanted a record label and it was actually reading that book that kind of gave me excitement around having my own label and releasing my own music and I was a music industry voice coach for such a long time as you know but it was reading that book anyway that kind of really got me excited about it and I, I mentioned that in um, my application just as a, like a, a little girl this is really cool thing like one of the starts of how I became an entrepreneur was by reading this book and now I'm actually going to be going and, and meeting the lovely man himself kind of been this close to meeting him previously kind of I was at a um, I think you were with me at the National Achievers Conference back in 2010, where he was speaking. One of the reasons why we went to that Achievers Conference was because he was speaking and I you know, was a VIP so that I could ask him questions and whatnot. But, and it's really interesting because I also know that Richard Branson is like might Some people hate him and some people love him. I know that you filmed him many times. I About just, three
0: times, not many times. Oh, I thought it was many times. Anyway, three times. <laughs> but you filmed times,
1: him anyway. I know that I know that you filmed him and, and, and whatnot. And I think it's not so much to do with the personality. I've got to be really clear on this. Because, you know, otherwise it looks like we're in, you know, I'm, a, I'm in a collective and, and, and paying money to go somewhere just to have a picture with somebody. It's not that. It's actually to do with being around somebody who's been a self-starter, who's worn the T-shirt, who's been there and done it, who is down to earth because I think that's one of the biggest pulls of some of the amazing leaders and entrepreneurs and businessmen of our day. Some of them aren't down to earth and some of, you know, and those people that aren't, there's there's a lot of stick around them, you know, but in, in my eyes, it's lovely to be around a Brit who started life in the music industry and in print, you know, in journalism and music industry, who is down to earth, who loves people, who is hospitable, And who has got stories to tell and wisdom, like little pearls of wisdom to give you that can really be real game changers in your business. And so I'm going to listen to him when he talks to me, you know, like when he gives the little bits of wisdom to each of us, you know, I think that's priceless, really. You know, it's going to be really cool.
0: Yeah. Listening is going to be key, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So
0: now the title of this podcast episode is from Barry Island to Necker Island. (laughs) And this was this was a title actually coined by the lovely Sean Gunny. Yeah, I think it's a great title. What do you think though? When you kind of actually, that is kind of your transition, right?
1: So for, the first thing that, that I think is, and, and it's a bit just, cheesy, but actually but it all, works. I know, but people are going to be rolling <laughs> their eyes when I say this. Right, the uh, first thing that I think is, I'm actually not really from Barry Island, <coughs> I'm from Barry, so you know that's the first. Thing. I think, oh no, that's Northern. Anyway. I think it's I think it's very clever, and I have been likened to Nessa many times. To my uh, I don't know whether I like that or I don't like it. I've got a love hate relationship <laughs> with it. But uh, especially at the moment when I've got my bob, my bobbed hair. Anyway, I think it's really cool. You know, I've been through a journey, as we all do, with accepting where I come from. I don't know, maybe it's about ten years ago or something. Maybe twelve years ago, I remember falling back in love with Barry to some degree. It's it's interesting because as I become more public over the years and I've been talking about my story a bit more it's been tricky some people have found it hard because I've been very truthful around how I felt about growing up in Barry and Barry was kind of a different place than it is today anyway it's changed quite a lot I love my hometown and I love the island. They've done so much stuff over the island. It's amazing now. For those of you that are listening, whoever come to Wales and decide you want to go and visit Barry Island, go because it's amazing. This
0: isn't the Barry Island <laughs>
1: podcast. I know, but i got a big F, no. Um, <laughs> it's still a bit surreal. And if I'm honest, I'm still not completely, I'm not completely present with it, if that makes sense. So I just think you just do what you do, don't you? And, and some people push and some people don't push and some people fly and some people don't and and all of it is great you know so it, it, it's like I'm really it's amazing that I've got this opportunity and it's and I feel great that I'm able to do it I've had some great comments from people you know who are friends and family who were just like this is wicked it's cool that we can do it yeah you know we'll see what happens I mean Necker Island's a far cry from Barry Island, that's for sure. Although I do I do know that Barry Island's got its blue flag now, so you can <laughs> swim in the water. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I think I think the Necker Island villa that we'll be staying in is, is a far cry from Butlins. So that's Necker Island. And we've also decided Chosen.
0: Chosen.
1: Decided is too harsh, it's a cut off word, remember?
0: We've chosen <laughs> to do a podcast together.
1: Yeah, we're going to do a podcast together. What's your ideas
0: about it? I'm not...
1: no, I don't want to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Were we drunk at the time when we we decided... No, we weren't
1: drunk. It was after we recorded this podcast, wasn't it? Because we had a bit of a giggle when we did it. My idea is that it's on the lines of, but like a, and not a swanky version, obviously, of The Red Table. So those of you that might have seen Will Smith and Jada Pinker Smith, they did a series called The Red Table last year or the year before where they just got around a table. It was a table in their living room. They set it up with the camera crew and everything. And they just talked about issues. They talked about stuff. And they talked about challenges that they'd been through as a family and as a couple. And I think they did it as a debunking kind of marketing exercise, very clever, because there was a load of stuff that went around that was unsavory for a while. Um, And they've been together for a really long time. They've been together for like 25 years or something. I think they were doing it as a promotional piece in that and, and a clarity piece. However, we're not going to be doing that. We're just going to be chatting about life and about what it's like to be in a partnership when the two of you have got businesses and the two of you are on planes, trains and automobiles and kids and houses and stuff and just life, really, because I think not enough people talk about it. What people see on social media, certainly on my social media, is the glitz. They see the photo shoot pictures. They see when we're out at happy events they see us smiling, they see us at gigs, they see us at family events or whatever. And that's true. And that is a very big part of our lives. But also, there's the real part of our lives as well, where we work, we work hard, you know, and and we work hard on our professional lives as well as our personal lives. I didn't want it to be, I didn't want it to be anything where we're kind of saying, look at us." that's not it at all. That's not, That's not the intention. The intention is literally to kind of share stuff and hopefully highlight to lots of other people who who have got businesses, and especially couples who've each got businesses, that it's okay to talk about stuff and it's okay. You're not on your own because it's it's quite lonely being an entrepreneur. One of the reasons why I'm in so, so many masterminds and I'm in groups is because, you know, I need to be able to have conversations at a certain level. You know, there's not that many people around that I can talk to about a lot of my stuff. A, that I trust to talk about and B, that understand me and don't think that I'm absolutely crazy when I'm talking about some of the ideas. I've. Had. And I know that you feel the same.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also finding and talking to people that go through the same kind of struggles and the same kind of issues that someone who might be in a nine-to-five who isn't a boss or their own boss may not have any idea that that's the kind of processes and things that clog up your mind and brain
1: yeah sometimes well, yeah. on a daily
0: basis isn't it
1: and i think it's important to have a real balance of you know why we do what we do because it's really interesting isn't it lots of this isn't episode one of the no, podcast I know, we might no. as well anyway no 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 it's not episode one but but the thing is you know you've got some people will have a perception that if you're self-employed that it's easy it's all right for you you've got freedom you can choose when you do what you want to do and that's true to some degree but also when you stop being a lifestyle business. And I have to say this because for many years, like for 20 odd years, I was a lifestyle business and I was very happy with that. I I didn't like the term lifestyle business, but as soon as it starts becoming a company where you are an employer, where you are responsible for a lot of moving parts, and especially if you don't have the skill set for it. I mean, if you think about both of us, we're both we're both creatives. It's not just the challenges; it's the good stuff as well. The challenges are really interesting to talk around because that's where we learn, and that's where the learning practices, and that's where the sh- you know that's where the golden nuggets are going to come for people who who are interested in listening to that. It could be a complete flop. Maybe nobody wants to listen to it, but this is a really good teaser. So I reckon they will do when they're listening to this. It's also about sharing the celebrations because the other thing that I recognise about both you and I, which I think is really important, is that and this is very much in the ethos of what I. Coach with is that it's okay for you to choose where you want to be. So, if you want to have, you know, if you want to work part time and you want to bring in the amount of money which keeps you really comfortable and you're really happy with that and all of that, that's amazing. If you've got a level of contentment that you can reach by hitting certain goals, wicked. But I know that there are also many of us that are like you and I who are just climbing always. It's, it's interesting because coming to terms with that and not feeling guilty about that and not beating yourself up around that and doing it in a way with humility is really important and the only way that we can do that is if we share practice so the fact that you and i do a lot of international travel separately sadly i'd like i'd I'd like to be in a position where we could afford to do it together and as a family that would be my ultimate we'd have to have like five nannies and i don't know what but anyway i don't mind going by myself to be honest i know you love going by yourself but (laughs) i don't that's the thing like i i don't and that's and so the other thing about that is as much as i you know, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six international trips, at least this year. And every time I go away, as much as I love going away because I'm bettering myself and I'm, you know, teaching and coaching others and it's great for the business. I also very much miss the kids and you. So I, I handle it differently. And I think this is the the nub of why you would have a podcast because women are different to men and men are different to women. And we see things differently. And you're just like, yes, two weeks on my own with the boys, you know. And I'm just like, oh no, I guess day four when I'm away in LA. And I'm like, okay, I'm missing them now. And because the time difference is often really hard for me. Like men are really able to compartmentalise and women find that much harder to do. So I think having these types of conversations, we've already started it, you know, it's really fascinating. And what comes out of it is hopefully just you can see how we do it. And we're open to suggestions of how we can do stuff better as well, because we don't get it right. We get it. In fact, we get it wrong quite often. So it's like, it's just about opening up dialogue and opening up conversation. That was the whole point of it. It's not about highlighting who we are or anything like that. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to have that energy around it. I want it to be, how do you navigate your way through life and business when you're both business owners? How do you do that when you're international business owners? How do you do that when you're purpose-led businesses? How do you do that when you've got small children who don't sleep? How do you do it when you've got, you know, it's, it, it's that, isn't it? Well, thank you for listening to
0: episode one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't thought of a name yet, but we'll let everyone know. But thank you We'll have a name by the that, end of
1: the 29th of January. That
0: little extra bit. So, yes, Necker Island later this year, where we may be recording some extra podcasts and interviewing some other successful people. Maybe Richard? Richard, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not sure you'll be able to do that. Anyway. Well, oh, you never stick know. Stick on the vision board. Who yeah, knows?
0: Yeah, stick it out. You never know. Right.
1: All right, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the extra segment. Thanks. <laughs> so before the last question then, where can people find out about you? And what's the name of your book as well?
1: So they can ask Mr. Google. They just typed my name, Andrea Callanan. That's
0: C-A-L-L-A-N-A-N. (laughs) See, as I gave you the name.
1: Yes, C-A-L-L-A-N-A-N. You can Google my company and inspireme.com if you run teams in an organisation. The name of my book is called You Are Meant For More. I was part of a collab book, so we were number number one in three different business categories in Amazon in three different continents, I'm very proud to say. Well done. So if you're a female or if you know a high-achieving female who is aspiring to do more and be more, then get them that book.
0: What's the uh, web address for your online program as well your coaching program
1: you should really just go to my website because what you what will happen when is that just andrea callinan.com if you want to find me on social media i'm at Andrew voice on most social medias apart from twitter i'm andrea underscore callinan with my courses i'm the founder of the unapologetic success accelerator that's my signature course there are a number of other ways that you can work with me but you would need to go onto the website and you just book a call with me come and have a disco call disco is short for discovery so come and have a dance and we'll see if i can support you
0: Cool. Okay, so final question then. Imagine all your friends and family sitting on a lovely beach looking out to the water, it might be Ibiza or something, uh-huh. and you've hired a small plane that carries the banner <laughs> with the message behind it, and these are your final words of wisdom that you want to leave with all your friends and family. What's it going to say?
1: Can I have a really big banner? Can I have oh. loads of things on it? You
0: can have family discount, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in no particular order... And if I'd known about this, I could have prepared it and written it down and read it off. But anyway,
0: people have had several little planes
1: as well. Have they? Okay. 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 So I'd have a plane about choice, Okay, which is owning your choice. I would have an understanding that you have choice, right? I would have one, which is to do with embracing, recognizing, and honoring your fear. I would have one, which is to do with finding your voice. And knowing that you are just as valuable as the day you were born when you didn't have to do anything and people thought that you were the best thing since sliced bread. There's nothing that has changed other than you've got a few more years on you. I would have something around happiness. So it might say something like hunt for joy or chase your bliss or something like that. So I still chase bliss and I hunt for joy three times a day. And it can be as small as a cup of tea. And it can be as large as being invited to Necker Island. So it can be anything within that, but hunt for joy and find your joy. And then I guess the last thing is about happiness. And even though I've just said joy and and bliss, that's slightly different because that's really on purpose. But the last thing I would say is, you know, enjoy the ride. I never used to be somebody that enjoyed the ride. I always used to be looking for the next destination and never being happy ever being happy with when I got the, I didn't even recognize when I got the destination, didn't celebrate a thing. Whereas now I'm just like, you've got, well, I know now that you don't have one shot at this earth, but right now in this lifetime, you've got one shot. So in this lifetime, you have a choice about whether you make it count or not and whether you have a good time and you're only here for a finger click. So I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to have a good time with what's left.
0: I don't think anyone else has had as many planes.
1: I'm sure there's more as well. <laughs> if you'd give me a bit of time, I would have been like, and there's this one and this one and this one's red <laughs> and this one's yellow and this one's multicolored. And, you know, But anyway, I just think, I think, you know, there's, there's so much that you can get from this life. And I just, I have such a desire. I've got to be really careful sometimes because I might project this onto people, but I really want people just to taste life as much as they can And if you choose to play small, that's fine, as long as you're happy. You know, if you choose not to, go for the big stuff and go for the glitz and the glam and the glitter. I mean, I'm like a Christmas tree. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to go for it all. But if you choose not to, that's absolutely cool, as long as you're congruent with it, as long as you're at peace with it. And I think that that's that's the beauty, isn't it, of the human race, is that we're all different and we've all got different desires and dreams and goals. My thing is all about you making sure that you achieve what you want. Because then I know I've done my thing.
0: Andrea Callanan, my super talented and beautiful (laughs) wife. Thank you very much. You're very,
1: very welcome.
0: Hooray! (laughs) Andrea is very kindly giving away her Intentions Workbook that she uses with all her clients. This is a really valuable guide on how to set your intentions and have a successful year. It's set up for women... But I did it with Andrea at the start of this year and it is incredible. It's really, really useful. So go into the show notes and you can download Her Intentions Workbook.
1: Subscribe, rate and review the We Make Success Happen podcast.
0: If you've enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate you leaving us a great review up on iTunes or your Apple podcast app. It means a lot. Thank you very much. I've been Matt Callanan and I'll see you on the next episode.